I want to do a, start a, a series tonight called The Real Me. Um, and kind of where I got this uh, message title from was, if you really ask people about their walk with the Lord, is they can give you some stuff that's very good, but it really is everything that, that God is. And that's a good place to start, but we've very little talk about who we are because of him. And as a result, when we talk about who we are, I don't have any problem at all telling you all of Jonathan's faults. Get a legal pad, pack a lunch, because we can run the list. But you know what? I realize that that really isn't me. That really isn't how God views me, and that really isn't how redemption has worked. Yes, I'm human. Yes, I have faults. Yes, I make mistakes. But I want to show you by the end of tonight and certainly through this series, next week is going to be great too, but I want to show you tonight how God views you and the real you. So let's go to our foundation scripture in Ephesians. This was also in your hot spots tonight. It says, and you, I love that it says in you, and you, he made alive when you were dead by your trespasses and your sin. Verse five, even when we were dead by our own shortcomings, God made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, for it is by grace, his favor and mercy that you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Speaking of which, does anybody need a fill-in? If you need a fill-in with a pen, raise your hand, and Liz is, make sure she, don't you, don't give it up for Liz. Say, hey, Liz. So has anybody seen the, the, uh, the new Avenger movie? So I saw it the other night, and you, you know that this one is called Civil War. And there is a civil war that is going on inside of every believer. And a civil war means that it's uh, something against itself, that something that was united at one time or would appear to be the same thing that has been a rift. And there's now a civil war going. And inside of almost I would say every believer that there is a civil war between this nature that is made after the world, but and then also what's going on on the inside of us. We war, this is an explanation, with our human nature and what God created us to be. Now, this isn't certainly anything that you're like, if you're not so in tune with your spirit, man, that there's something wrong with you, that's not the intent of this series, but it, the intent of the beginning of this series is to make us aware that there is a conflict going on inside of us. At any moment, we are in touch with one or the other of these realities. I can, uh, I can have a great quiet time in the morning. Oh, in the spirit. Verse 15, listening to worship music, reading from Jesus calling, uh, all the things that flow nicely into a wonderful morning quiet time. And then I get in my car and I try to get on the freeway and some turd won't let me on. All of a sudden, I'm in tune with the flesh part of Jonathan. The spirit part is gone. No, I'm not, it's not gone, but 
So at any given moment in life, we are in tune to one of these two realities. That reality of what God has planted on the inside of us, and that's actually our uh, subtitle is uncovering what God has placed on the inside of us, or we're in tune with what this flesh is up to. God's desire is that our spirit connects to what he created in us, the real me. And that's what I kind of realized is that young people, as far as even grown believers, older believers, that we don't necessarily teach very much on what God has placed on the inside of you. I mean, we probably will tell you all the don'ts and all the things to avoid and all the things that you shouldn't and all the things you should make sure that you stay away from, but we never dive into what he's planted on the inside of us. The enemy wants you to connect to your sinful nature. That's his desire. His desire is for us to, that's our only focus is what we have to deal with this side of heaven. The enemy wants you to think that you're just a sinner with a little hope and grace. The enemy wants you to think that you have to live underneath the weight of sin and failure and shame. And it just amazes me sometimes, and and I'm as guilty as anybody, that we go through what Jesus has done and still, and in spite of, we still live underneath the pressure of what belongs to this world. God's plan is for you to do this, to know you belong to him. Number two, to know what he thinks about you. And number three, to connect to the real you that he created on the inside of you. I have this feeling that if we ever got to a place that we fully see ourselves, I'm talking about not head knowledge, not that I can spout off the right scripture and theology of what God has done, but I'm talking about we really get a reality or a revelation of how he views us, we would never be the same. I have a feeling that God does this. This is, this is a photo album. It's actually the last photo album. You guys got me. And I have a feeling, just for the sake of an illustration, that God does this, that he carries around a photo album of you. I don't know if this is cheesy or not, but just work with me. Look at your neighbor and say, work with them. And in this photo album are all the things that he sees about you. And that I have this uh, visual image of God that he walks around the throne room. It's probably pretty big. Probably tells Jesus, lay off the ice cream, bro. That's enough. You give yourself an ice cream headache. And that as he goes around, what he sees is you. And then he looks at you on a page and he turns the next page to more images of you. Now, here's the deal. This is you guys in here that know Taylor took these pictures and they're in an ugly picture in here. I take that back. Mason's in here. No, I'm just kidding. There's not a, there's not an ugly picture in here. As a matter of fact, every image in here to me is precious. Every image in here to me means something because I know the person behind the image that I see. And do we think for a minute that maybe God sees us in that same way, that he sees us according to the image that he has placed, the value that he has placed on us, and that he's not listing with a sticky note of all of our wrongdoing and all of our failures and of all of our faults and just got it right over our face. Ah, wretch. But I have a feeling that he sees us 
as he's designed us. Colossians 1.13 says, the Father has delivered us and drawn us to himself out of the control and dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. God wanted you. God did all that he could to gain you. God's heartbeat is for you. I love this. God, a great transfer has occurred. We are no longer associated with sin and darkness. You mean to tell me, Jonathan, that God does not view me as a sinner? No. He, he can't. That doesn't mean that we don't sin. That doesn't mean that sin isn't part of stuff that we have to deal with this side of heaven. But he never sees us in the light of sin. Oh, Jonathan, you must be speaking, speaking heresy. No, no he, he can't. Because he himself paid the penalty of sin. And the penalty of sin has been paid in full, and he sees it that way. As a matter of fact, he sees us in the light and in the image of what Jesus did for us. So we are safe to say that God doesn't see us in the light of sin, but he sees us in the light of his righteousness that comes through Jesus. And you're like, well, this makes it way too easy. Yeah. Because salvation had nothing to do with me other than me just saying yes. Redemption had nothing to do with me other than me just saying yes. Righteousness had nothing to do with me other than me just simply saying yes to him. God had made, has made us connect to him and his righteousness. The real you, the real you inside of you is, is connected. The, side, the part of you that God planted in you is not connected to sin, shame, failure. The real you inside of you is connected to his glory and his goodness. God now sees us, this is one of our power declarations, in the same way that he sees Jesus. Let that sink in for a second. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is engrafted in Christ, let's full stop, full, full break, full period. Has anybody in this place been engrafted in Christ Jesus? Don't be ashamed. Have you been engrafted and you just, you've accepted Jesus to be the Lord of your life? And you read, then here it is. Then you're a new creation. A new creation altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away, and the fresh and the new has come. This is proof, case in point, that when God sees you, he doesn't see the old you, he sees the new you. I know that's hard to believe. I mean, but he does, now, actually, it's not that hard to believe. Because we see things, and we know things that are there that can't be seen all the time. You see my good looks? That's my appointment. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so here, does anybody like Twinkies? Now, I have an announcement to make on Twinkies. Are you ready for this? Does anybody like Twinkies? Did I ask that? I mean, you're like really into Twinkies here. Does anybody like them? I have an announcement to make about Twinkies. Did y'all know that at one point these came off the market? The devil is a liar. I have an announcement to make. You see all this nice, spongy, 
yellow cake part here. I, I have a secret. Shh, don't tell anybody. There's cream inside here. Shh. Did you know that? Inside of this Twinkie right here, there's cream. You want me to prove it to you? You want me to prove it to you? Get ready. Get ready. Get your W's up. Wow. And if your mom's here like mine is, wow, mom. Your mom's here, wow, mom. Looky, looky. This is going to set some of y'all free. You're going to have some Jesus. Watch, watch, watch. watch. Oh, look at there. It was hiding from me. I found you. I know everybody in this is, my hands are all sticky. I know everybody's in here like, everyone knows there is cream filling in Twinkies. You didn't have to unwrap it and break it apart for everybody to already know there's cream filling. I have a feeling God sits up in heaven the same thing. Does anybody know that you've been made my righteousness? Why do I have to convince you over and over and over and over again that you have my righteousness inside of you? Hello, McFly. Now, what would happen if we treated the real me inside of me, the part that God put in there, with the same uh, boldness, the same knowing, the same, I already know this, Jonathan, rolling your eyes, as we do the revelation that there is cream inside that Twinkie. It's like, I, I try every possible way to get my points across. It usually involves food. There is a real you inside of every person that has made Jesus the Lord of his or her life. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to say, well, maybe I'm the Twinkie with no cream filling. There's no such thing. And if, there, if they ever come out with a Twinkie with no cream filling, don't you buy it. Boycott that. As far, as far as God is concerned, you're, the old you is gone, dead, buried, removed from you. The old you is no longer alive. God sees you as he created you in Christ Jesus. Let's go to Romans. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, as sin came through one man, Adam, and death as a result of sin, so death spread to all men, no one being able to stop it or to escape its power because all men sin. Now, if you talk to me, I was like, this scripture right here, that ain't fair. You mean to tell me that sin came upon all people because of Adam? That doesn't sound right to me that I had to be born into sin because of Adam's mess up. Be rest assured that we would have messed it up just like Adam did. But watch this, verse 15. But God's free gift 
is not at all to be compared to the trespass. His grace is out of all proportion to the fall of man. For if many died through one man's falling away, if many died through Adam, much more profusely did God's grace and the free gift that comes through the undeserved favor by the one man, Jesus, that will abound and overflow for the benefit of many. Jumping ahead of myself, but that's okay. That if everybody fell because of Adam's fall, then everybody has the availability to live in the same life that Jesus lives in by what he did. It's awesome. That if I didn't have any choice but to be born to a sinful nature, then by me just saying yes to Jesus, I have the benefits of every way that God sees Jesus. Can I illustrate this one more time? That not only does God have a photo album of you, but in every picture of you is Jesus with you. And that's not to say Jesus with me. No, no, no. It's to say that he sees you in the same light in the same way, in the same manner that he sees his son. It's crazy. Look at your neighbor and say, that's crazy. Why? Your next villain. This was a setup. God knew that separation from him would come through one man, Adam. He knew that would happen by people with a will and a choice. So God made that complete restoration to him would come through one man, Jesus. God made redemption foolproof. That there was no way that anyone, including all of hell, could foil the plan of God. When it comes to you, God will always have the upper hand on your life through grace. Taylor, if you'll come on down. Romans 8:15 says, for the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery. Let me stop there for a second. Because every bondage, every weakness, every failure, everything that we don't like about us is tied to a spirit of slavery. To put you once more in bondage to fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption that the way that God sees you is that he does not see you in the light of a spirit of slavery, but he sees you in the light of the spirit of adoption. And I love what it says in Romans, by which we cry that our heart responses, that me that he put in there, that me that he created to me to be, responds to him as Abba, Father. And in the Hebrew, that Abba is the equivalent of Daddy. And if you're Hispanic like me, then it's Papi. And if you're white, it's, what do y'all call him? American? <laughs> Justin, would you take your taser out and tase my nephew, please? Thank you. Verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies together with 
our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. That the God, are you listening to this? That the God in heaven connects to the God in me and brings me to where he is. The God in heaven connects to the God in me and places me in the same position, in the same place as where Jesus is. Now, we'll never have a full revelation of that, but I have a feeling when this life is over that we're going to be crazy amazed on where our standing is. God's grace is God's desire to see us as if sin never existed. His love is so great for us that God made a way for us to forever belong to him. That the, the real me is forever his. That the real me will forever know him. That the real me will forever call him Abba. And your life right now is viewed in a whole new light in the presence of God, that when he sees us, he sees us differently than we see ourselves. But he sees us with the revelation that Christ in me is the hope of glory.